All right, What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? All right, guys, so I want to give a shout-out to Starfish and Coffee for actually sending me this story. So in Westminster, there's two, not one, but two female kickers on the team. And shout-out to the ladies. They're both seniors. One, uh, her name is Jordan Galvin. I hope I'm saying their names right. And Ayana mm. de Gia Como. Your last name's a little complicated for me, girl, but I tried. And um, so, yeah, they actually kicked the extra points in the season, opening 48-7, to and they won La Quinta last week. So I wanted to shout out the ladies. Awesome. You know, I, I love that when I was in high school, we had a female in the team. Shout out to Ballin Park High School. And I love seeing more females play sports that a lot of people don't think they should be playing. So I love Can it. Can I tell you guys a true story? Yeah. Totally true story. When I was in high school, we had this girl who came out for the football team. And she was the only girl that came out for the football team. It was a big deal back then. This is the late 80s, right? And um, she was like a very attractive girl, you know? And she was playing football on the team. So I graduated high school and I went on to college. And a couple of years later, I come back. And I this is, no, this is no lie. I go into like a gentleman's club one night. And there she is on stage. And I was like, wait a second. We were teammates. You and me, girl, we were teammates, and now this is not a comfortable situation for me right here, right now. We were teammates, and this I was not expecting this when I walked in here tonight. Now, back to these two young ladies, Laura. I love this story. How is that I, related? It's not related other than she was a, she was a <laughs> football like... player on my high school football team back when girls really – I mean, girls have come out now. Listen, girls have come out for college football teams and played in, in college. There was it. a girl last year. Does anybody remember? I think it was Vanderbilt, I think. Yes, Vanderbilt. Right, mm-hmm. girl kicked in a in a Division One college football game. Amazing. My daughter plays soccer in a junior college, and she's like, "Dad, there are no kickers on the football team. I should go out and kick for the football team." I'm like, "Yeah, you should. You can." Um, this is awesome. More girls, especially girls that are soccer players that are looking to possibly play football, come on out, kick the ball. It's awesome. These girls both hit an extra point in this game, and their team won big. I love it. As for the other story, I don't really know how it was related. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Shout out to these ladies. Two of them. Not one, but two. So I love it. <laughs> I'm just. I mean, come on. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine you're on a no, football team. No, and no, then one of your teammates no, becomes cap, a dancer. Cap, commercial break. <laughs> no. Leave it to these two girls. I'm trying to shine light on these two girls. We can talk about homegirl that you played football with later. A shout out to these two young ladies in high school. Well, you, you could have at least let the music die and me lend the segment mm. go away. So we could have uh, <laughs> given the two girls their shine and shine their flowers. And then said, by the way, since you're talking yes. about this, I don't want to hijack this story. I want to then add on to it. It probably would have gone over a little bit. <laughs> but still, listen, I'm laughing. Um, so I, mean, I funny, think it's funny. But, you know, it's yeah. funny. I'm not going to say it's not funny. <laughs> But my thing is, can we just shout out these two bright, young, confident girls doing their thing oh on the field? Yeah. yeah, and we should learn how to pronounce their names so we can really shout yeah, them out. Yeah, exactly. I'll do that later. But you know what? <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> nice, nice, nice little jab bag. Linz? Yeah, Linz, where are you on this one? Um, I mean, Laura's right. Just let the girls have their have their their time in the sun. Cap, come on. <laughs> I mean, you could have gotten head, guys. It's what popped in. You could have gotten into Sapphire five minutes, like in in ninety seconds. Is what is what everybody's. I think. I think she went by Porsche (laughs) back then. I think. 
my okay, God. fair enough. Um, good Lord. Lindsay, didn't you have a story? Now, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo <laughs> Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lindsay, didn't you have a story for about um, ladies who are entertainers um, for me earlier today? Weren't we talking about something like that? Oh, yeah. We were talking about the exotic dancer who was is allegedly, apparently, reportedly selling fake COVID-19 vaccination cards to NFL players. Oh, yeah. That's oh. kind of crazy. And, and, and she, now, she, got, she got busted. Right. Now, you think she's ratted out the players because she's bragged that she's also not getting arrested. Well, the fact that she's not getting arrested just goes to show you that she snitched on them, right? Like, right. if they if, if they found out through her, she's obviously the source. She's the leak. She's the rat. So she obviously told. So I'm sure eventually we'll find out who the players are that bought these fake COVID-19 Oh, my God. You know how that's going to be a monster story for sure. Ooh, right, Kaplan? That'll be funny. Under, and rightly so, man. Let me tell you something. That is, that is some – that's bogus right there, dude. You know, you're an NFL player, and uh, you walk into that locker room and you told everybody, yeah, I did it. Okay, I didn't want to. You know my feelings on it, but I did it because I'm selfless. I'm a good team guy here. I did it. And then you find out you got a, a, a counterfeit COVID certification oh vaccination card. Oh, dude, you're in huge trouble. Dude, when that story comes out, if it does come out, it's going to be nonstop. Like, not, first of all, it's the NFL, it's COVID, it's the collision course that Roger Goodell does not want to see by any right. stretch of the imagination. Right. And by the way, sexy. if you're these teams, God forbid one of your best, one of like your good players get, you know, perhaps get suspended or something because of something like that. Oh my God. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Black Sports Online for being on top of that because he's the only person that I've seen that's like, because he's basically, you know, it, this is all coming out on social media, whether it's TikTok or Instagram stories or whatever. It's like you have to kind of like aggregate all of this information together to piece together how this all came about. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Shout out to Robert Latal, who is the uh, the creator of Black Sports Online, who has that story. Uh, all right, let's go. Now, Kaplan, before I get to the calls, you said that, uh, I believe USC schedule, you you called it unsexy, is what yeah. you said? Yeah, I should have probably why? said it's not, it's not sexy, but I said unsexy. Here's why. That's fine. Because, because usually when you're a school like SC, you want to have one, maybe two early season games. One's a tune-up, and one is something that says, hey, we're willing to play anybody anywhere, anytime, and this is going to help our case later in the season because we've got a big win against a big-name brand program from a, a top conference. You go from San Jose State, which is your warm-up game, to Stanford, so, okay, jumping into the conference, at Washington State, Oregon State, at Colorado, then Utah, and listen, it takes until the middle of October to get to Notre Dame. You're not playing the upper echelon, of the Pac-12. Nobody's ranked other than Utah, who's currently at 21. There's just nothing to the schedule, unfortunately. There's no Oregon, there's no Washington, and there's nobody outside of the conference that's a big name in the early part of the season. Unfortunately, USC's football schedule this year is just not sexy. Um, I, I would say that the game against Stanford is still a game that matters to people, Um, and that's happening this weekend. So I, I think that I think that that's still a game. I'm actually calling for – I mean, I mentioned this earlier. I'm calling three USC games. One of them is at Washington State in two weeks. 
Um, the other one is Utah. Utah always gives them a tough time. Like I just see while I think to your, I get your point that it's not like, Hey, none of them are ranked. That can all change from week to week very quickly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I mean, but for, like think about Stanford, Stanford lost this past weekend to Kansas state 24 to seven. Correct. So it's not like it was on the road. 23. Yeah. It was a great game. Yeah. They got smoked. Yeah. So, I mean, unless USC gets beat by Stanford, then I guess it's a much sexier game. But the way right, I but USC it, also was only up 13-6 to six against San Jose State at home. I understand. <laughs> so there's that it. part of the equation. I got, well, hey, listen, maybe SC's not very good, or maybe San Jose State's pretty good, although San Jose State had a tune-up against Southern Utah University the week before. I just, I just look at the schedule, and I just wish that SC had So what do you schedule? think the schedule says to you, though, other than unsexy? What do you think it says to you? It says to like me— Like you're saying they should win? Uh, they should absolutely win. They should win every game on this schedule. They should Now, listen, they're going to get to Notre Dame, and who knows what Notre Dame is going to be. I saw them play Florida State and what will go down as an instant classic this past weekend. And they'll play Arizona they State almost blew late it. in the season. Yeah, they yeah. did. They'll play Arizona State late in the season. They're in the top 25, but ranked 23. And who knows, maybe USC-UCLA will be you know, a, a classic rivalry matchup that has meaning again this year. But there's no game on this schedule this year early in the season where they go play somebody out of the conference that's really interesting and sexy, they don't have that. Okay. Let me go to the phone. We have people waiting patiently to chime in on all these discussions about UCLA and USC. Let me go to Alex in L.A. Alex, what's up? How's it going, fellas? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, so you guys are all excited over one win. See, that's the difference. No, 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 no. Think about it, man. We wouldn't be talking about this if it wasn't for the team that they won. It was LSU who, who who they beat, and that's why we're talking about it. It's like when the Clippers win a game, we get all excited. They get in the Western Conference Finals, but that's all it is. You guys, get but, but the, Alex, Alex, that's not the there. same thing because hold on, Alex. It. In football, in Alex, hold on, hold on, hold on. This isn't an eighty-two game season. You know what I mean? Like so, when the Clippers win. The Clippers were good the last couple of years. I mean, they got to the conference finals. Good, but but good, the, good, brother, but we're used to rings here. You guys are used to, oh, we're good. We're used to greatness as Laker fans. Good is not good enough. Buddy, 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 stop for a second, okay? This is, has nothing to do – I'm not trying to have a Laker conversation and about who's used to what. Everyone understands what the Lakers' um, like the, their, their history is. What I'm telling you is about football, okay? One game, one game against a team like that can absolutely now it may mean it may not mean anything if they lose the next one to fresno state then it doesn't mean anything but it's a game you can build off because there's only x amount of games there's only 12 games on a schedule alex i actually i know what you're saying that that people are getting overly hyped about ucla having one early season win but that's exactly my point they're playing against a team like lsu sc doesn't even have an lsu or something comparable on the schedule the reason everybody's getting hyped is because no one expected UCLA to win. And so because they won, everybody's like, well, maybe UCLA will be good again in football, and wouldn't that be fun? Now, now, Alex, are you trying to tell us that, that so. SC fans? Yeah, it that, would be. Uh-huh. But you are you trying care. to tell us you're, you're, are you trying to you're tell cool. us you're not salty as an SC fan? Because it sounds like you're pretty salty. Uh, I'm more salty that we're even – you know what? I can't – you know what? we got to get props to what do, right? But – it's just one game. You guys are so excited over one game, and I understand it gets LSU, and it's a one-game thing, and let's go with it, but not really. You know, oh, if man, it wasn't LSU, we wouldn't be talking about this. No, nah, dude, you're right. If it wasn't LSU, we wouldn't be talking about it because if, right. if, it was, if it was San Jose State, you know what everybody would be saying? So what? They're garbage, just like Hawaii. Big deal. But it's LSU. They're from the SEC. It's a That's big, a big deal. deal. Dude, come on, yeah. man. You got to yeah. admit that, bro. 
Alex sounds like that guy that got dumped and says, I'm not salty that I saw her with a good looking dude, but you know, he's. Oh, why you got to go there, though? Damn, girl. Why you got to go to the white meat all of a sudden, like straight up out of that? You know, I know you're a UCLA fan, but you don't have to cut the man like that. (laughs) But y'all know I'm right, though. (laughs) Just saying. Good Lord. I'm a dark meat. That was myself. excessive. <laughs> I mean, listen, I was willing to have a conversation with Alex and disagree with him, but you want to stab him. Good Lord. But I'm right. T- Tony. Right. <laughs> Tony is next in L.A. Tony, real quick. Hey, Laura, you're totally right about Alex. Um, but, hey, to tell you the truth, I think it's real funny that these SC fans are so upset. You know what I mean? Had it been had it been USC beating LSU, it'd be totally different. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of funny how, you know, UCLA had a good game, man. If you look at them, they look like a solid team. You know, the good running game, their offensive line is looking good. So there's a lot of good things that came out of that game other than, uh, you know, them getting lucky winning that game. So, you know, it's just kind of funny that all these SC fans are calling in and, you know, got their panties in a bunch just because we won that one game. But, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due. Hey, you're yeah, right, by it. the way. If, if USC yeah, you, this past weekend would have played LSU at the Coliseum and would have and won them. that game, SC yep. fans would be as excited as UCLA fans are right now. Oh, my God. It would be, we'd be talking about, like, the road to the playoff. Like, we'd be doing all that stuff. Right. right. Ed so, Ogeron returns with his LSU team and his national championship ring, and USC smacks him down at the Coliseum. Everybody be going crazy. That's why people are going crazy because no one expected UCLA to do it. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. Are you are you are you bent out of shape? Are you salty that UCLA won? If you're a USC fan, UCLA fan, pan, pound your chest a little bit. Uh, tell us how you feel. What are the expectations now? Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. I never got into the LeBron story or the Raiders Rams stuff. What do you want to do next, Kaplan? You tell I me. I would say I would say let's start with the LeBron thing, and we'll go Raiders Rams later in the show. Okay, let's do that. So people are talking smack about LeBron. We'll tell you about that coming up in just a moment. Stick around. We're back in two and a half minutes. Uh, look, we've talked about it a million times on this station, right? Like how influential this particular, how easy and NWA and that group were. Um, but I don't think it could be understated how important they were. Um, I think that there are certain people in music that are pioneers in a lot of ways. And I think that that group and easy and NWA in general um, are like that. Scott, because, you know, they kind of fought for the freedom of expression, right, of music. And music has dealt with that in every generation in one way, shape, or form. At one point, you know, when my mom was a teenager or whatever, you know, people were all clutching their pearls at Elvis Presley, you know, uh, gyrating his hips on national television. You know what I mean? Like, um, so, like, every generation goes through that. It just becomes more and more real, I feel like, over time, um, but nothing honestly more real, I think, um, than that generation, kind of that first generation to break through in the 80s and 90s with hip-hop. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if we can, you know, quantify, you know, who's more real, who's not more real. Nonetheless, those guys, they were telling you what their experience was. Yes. And there were a lot of people out there, like myself, that came from a very, very different background that we're hearing those lyrics and going, is it, whoa, is it really like that? Wait, hold on. Um, I need to learn more. I need to know more. And thankfully, there's been a lot of movies, I say it like that, that have shown me the inside of what they were thinking, what they were doing, how it all happened. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I didn't realize that today. I didn't know that it was easy. I, I didn't know that it was his birthday today. Yeah, for sure. It was kind of cool. Now, now, 
Lindsay, you guys, uh, when you were on Mason Ireland, you had O'Shea on all the time. When you, I'm assuming you watched the movie, right? Straight out of Compton. Yeah, I watched yeah. it at the drive-in actually. At the drive-in, drive-in really? Theater. Yeah, wow. I'm a big fan yeah. of the drive-in, and every time I come back to Cleveland in the summer, me and my friends all go to the drive-in. So that summer, I, I watched it at the drive-in for sure. Now, I, I know drive-ins popped up a ton during the pandemic. Are there still? I, I don't. Are there still a, a lot of pop-up drive-ins here in LA, or is that over? Uh, now that things are more back to normal. Laura, do you know or no? I don't, but drive-ins have always been a thing here. I used to go yeah. when I was younger. So because of yeah. Cali, the weather yeah. is always awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's still, there was always a couple, but I feel like during the pandemic when movies first started like kind of rolling again, there were a lot of like pop-up ones, Yeah, um, which I thought was fascinating. I, but Sorry, I was just going to say during the summer, like in malls and stuff, they they do them on the top. So for me, mm. even though it was a thing during COVID, it's always been a thing here in L.A. To, like even at Grant, you know, um, Grand Park and in, in downtown L.A., like they used to have that, like the, the music and the movies. Like it's always been a thing here. So it wasn't like yeah. a huge new thing for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lindsay, when you watch the movie, I mean, Kaplan talked about watching the movie, like would, uh, were there things that stuck out to you that you were like, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't know that about their story, perhaps maybe just from reading or stuff you saw on documentaries or whatnot. OK, and again, don't make fun of me, but not really, because I watch so many documentaries. I feel like I've seen like three documentaries about NWA, Eazy-E and podcasts, too. There was a really good podcast that was like the origins of them. I forget what it's called, but. I'm like, again, I'm like a nerd. I know way too much about that stuff because of my love for documentaries and podcasts, like documentary podcasts. But it was an awesome movie. I thought it was great. Yeah. Yeah. So certainly always want to recognize those guys and their accomplishments throughout their time when they were with us uh, and the guys who are still with us. Obviously, we like to kind of give them their flowers when we get that opportunity. And I just want to Um, just want to point out that like we didn't talk a whole lot about NWA and Easy on Mason in Ireland, so you know. even though O'Shea really, was on the show, <laughs> never, never. I don't think we talked right. about it. I don't, I don't think it was brought up once. As a matter of fact, mm. just pointing it out there. That's all. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, anywho, um, speaking <laughs> of documentaries, Chris brought this up earlier. <laughs> Uh, that I'm watching Cocaine Cowboys, Kings of Miami it, on Netflix. It's a docu-series based off the original documentary that Kaplan hasn't seen, that Laura and I and Lindsay have seen. Um, you should watch it if you're listening out there because it's really good. Like I, the first, I've only seen the first two episodes, and I was just like, holy mother of God. Now, even LeBron tweeted about it actually recently, Kaplan. I'm surprised you didn't see that because he was asked – uh, he was responding to one of his friends that said, give me something to watch on, on one of the streaming services. And he recommended that Kings of uh, cocaine Cowboys, Kings of Miami uh, about Sal Magluda and Willie Falcone. So you should watch it because LeBron okay. recommends it. And, How many and, episodes and was it? You said the series six, I think okay. I believe it's six. And is, yeah, is I'm, each I'm one 30 or 60 minutes. Uh, no, they range from like 40 ish to like 50. Okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of LeBron, so do we, we have two LeBron stories. Do we want to get into which one? Do we want to get into? Do you want to? I want to save one for tomorrow because I. Which one do you think is the meteor one, Lindsay? Do we want to do Rasheed Wallace or do we want to do Charles Barkley here? I mean, I'm a big fan of the Charles Barkley one, but the Rasheed Wallace one is cool too. I mean, but the Charles Barkley one, I think it's great because a we we have the sound for it, and b it's Charles Barkley. So I feel like when he talks, people listen. I'm voting for so, Barkley, but should we? 
should we save it for tomorrow? Um, because I feel like it could be a lengthier discussion, and we have a very short amount of time here. Yeah, you're prob- you, you, you know, you're, you're a better producer than me for making that suggestion. <laughs> better well, I don't know manager. about that. But, but, but here's the thing. So we'll save the Barkley one for tomorrow. Because basically Barkley, I mean, summarizing, because you'll probably be able to look it up now. Um, he's, he's blaming LeBron and his, and his friends and his uh, associates for, quote-unquote, basically ruining the NBA. And I love Charles. But I think that's crazy. So we're going to uh, – Lindsey reached out to Charles today. He, he hasn't responded yet. We're gonna, I'm going to try to reach out to him tomorrow and see if he'll come on and talk about it. Uh, but Rasheed Wallace basically went on some podcast and said that LeBron couldn't play in his era. I'm like, bro, LeBron went for 25 straight points in an Eastern Conference Finals game and beat you and the Pistons team that were champions. Like, what are we talking about here? Well, I'll say this, George. Um, I, I do hope that we get a hold of Charles Barkley, and it would be great to get him on the air and and get his opinion because while you disagree with it, um, I'll bet you that a lot of people will hear Barkley's opinion and go, you know what, maybe he's actually on to something here. And, when, and I think Lindsay said it. When Charles Barkley talks, people actually do really listen, especially when he gets raw and honest about something that he feels strongly about, in this case LeBron and the agency that LeBron essentially runs. Um as for not being able to play in another era, you know, I, I hate when guys do this. It just drives me up a wall. You know, this guy could not have done this in this era. Oh, really? I mean, when you have a guy like LeBron James, or maybe you could even use a Michael Jordan just to just for the sake of argument here, you put him in any era of basketball, that guy's going to be a star. That guy has got enough game in any or Don't tell me about it. it was so much more physical back then. He'd get beat up in the lane. He wouldn't be able to drive the way he does. He, the three-point shot wasn't as critical back then. That's all a bunch of nonsense. I don't even know why guys come up with this stuff. I guess maybe because they become irrelevant and they figure, you know what, if I can hook my wagon to somebody that's the most relevant guy and I say something controversial and out there, maybe people will pay attention. I don't even know where this stuff comes from. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, I'm like, really, dude? Like, he yammed it on you for 25 straight points and beat you in a series in the conference finals when you were a champion. Like, I, I, oh. I mean, anyway, listen, let me, I've always, listen I, I'm no baseball historian, but if you told me that Mickey Mantle could not play in today's Major League Baseball, I go, well, let me, let me understand this because there were no, uh, there were bigger ballparks back then and guys weren't lifting weights the way they do today and they didn't have. All the, the, right, if the he had today's regimen, yes, right. he would be I'm fine. I'm like, wait, yes. so Mickey Mantle couldn't play in today's baseball? Come on. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. All right, coming up next, it's time for the most listened to segment on the show, Big Deal or No Deal. Uh, we will have that coming up for you in cuatro minutos. Thank you, Christopher. Big Deal or No Deal, brought to you by our friends at Sam and Ash Injury Law. Speaking of big deals, it's a big deal for you to call the right attorney when you're injured in an accident. Call my friends at Sam and Ash Law at 800-304-2000. That's 800 800- 304-2000, because you deserve what's right. All right, Linz, what's right? All right, well, as the 2021-22 NBA season approaches, Ben Simmons remains the biggest name seemingly available on the trade market. And it appears that my Cleveland Cavaliers are looking to make a splash. According to NBA reporter Mark Stein, the Cavs have been eyeing Simmons for a potential trade. Stein wrote, the Cavs added Laurie Marketing on a team-friendly contract that will be easy to trade if needed. This is no small thing when league sources say that Cleveland continues to keep its hat in the ring to try and pry Ben Simmons from the Sixers. Okay, so as a Cavs fan, and then for anyone else out there who's just like an NBA fan in general, is this a big deal or no deal? Sedano. 
Uh, I'm going to say it's a big deal because I still think Ben Simmons is a franchise caliber type of player. I still think he's young enough to get better um, and actually shoot the ball. I'm old enough to remember Jason Kidd being really bad at shooting and also not shooting the ball um, as often as people would have liked him to. And he then finished his career, now he's not there anymore, as like a top 10 as far as volume three-point shooter. So he's 24, 25 years old, man. Like, everyone needs to relax on him. Like, I think he's he's a great player, and I think it's a big deal for him to get moved. I actually think Philly um, needs to move him at this point because I just think they, they've mismanaged the whole thing. I'll go the opposite direction and say that this whole story about Ben Simmons and possibly going to Cleveland, I'm going to say no deal for a few reasons. One, because I think most people expect now Philly's going to try and, and, and maybe even need to move on. I think the relationship is too damaged that I don't think the kid can come back. That's one. Two, I'm not really sure, George. I will uh, defer to your expertise in the NBA, but I'm not really sure that I know that Ben Simmons is a franchise player. Is a franchise player a one that everybody is surrounded? You know, you surround talent around the one, or is a, fan, a franchise player still a two? Can a two be a franchise player? If, oh, if, I think you you need two guys to be in your to be like franchise pillars. Yes. Okay, so so I don't think of him as being a franchise guy. Um, he's had his opportunity. I know he's a young guy. To your point, in Philadelphia, things haven't gone well. And but I think the other part of this whole Ben Simmons thing for me is this: he's young. And he's got like a big, what I perceive to be a very big ego, you know? And I just feel like, dude, you're young. You got a long career ahead of you. Like a little bit of humble pie would be a good thing for you. And so I'm going no deal. I just don't see this as a big story. All right. Hum on to the next one. I think humble pie is a good uh, good way to say like Cleveland. That'd be that'd be really humbling experience. But anyway, on Saturday night, Notre Dame was able to hold off FSU and beat them by three points in overtime despite blowing a huge lead in the fourth quarter. Of course, Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly was not thrilled with his team's performance. And after the game, when asked about his team's ability to withstand FSU's comeback, this was his response. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of uh, execution. Maybe maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. I mean, it, we just didn't execute very well. Okay, so apparently Kelly's joke was a reference to Buccaneers head coach John McKay, who was famously once asked, what do you think your team's execution coach asked one reporter? And he said, I'm in favor of it. But fans immediately blasted Brian Kelly over his postgame comment, and now many are even calling for his head. Is this a big deal or no deal, Cap? I'm going to say it's a big deal, uh, and here's why. When you're the coach at Notre Dame, everything you do and say, especially in week one, national television, Sunday night, this was not a Saturday afternoon game. Everybody was watching this game on Sunday night, um, and it was a classic game. So... Because so many people are watching, because it's two legendary college football programs, Notre Dame and Florida State, everybody's focusing in on this. To say today or, or try and make a joke about something that was said 30-plus years ago about a really bad team in a completely different time in history, if you don't have enough common sense to say, you know what, our entire team should be executed, that is so not 2021. And by the way, he's not going to get fired He's going to get reprimanded by the school, maybe slapped on the wrist a little bit by the athletic director. No public fining of any sort. 
It's all going to happen behind the scenes. But if you don't have enough like awareness of what you say, where you say it, and how you say it, I mean, that's just stupid. I'm not a Brian Kelly fan. I'm also not I'm a Notre Dame hater, to be honest. But I, I just couldn't believe what he said. I mean, I was sitting there watching. I go, did he just say? I had to rewind it like three times. What do you think? What do you think, George? Yeah, I, I'm with you. It's a big deal. I think here's the other thing I would add to the equation. His history with players, right? Remember, he was the guy we were all looking at because he was trying to do the old uh, – what's the old Ohio State coach? His name just escaped. Uh, uh, Woody Hayes. Woody Hayes. He was trying to pull – remember he used to try to do that, like grab guys by the face mask, right, and all that stuff and put his hands on dudes all the time. And this was just a couple of years ago. And we were like, yo, dude, relax. Don't be putting your hands on people anymore. Like this isn't, you know, the 70s and early 80s anymore. And he took a lot of flack for that. So knowing his history, and that wasn't that long ago, it was just a few years ago, uh, you know, he's been embroiled in these controversies that involve players – that yes, I agree with you, that he should just know better. And here's the deal. If you got to explain the joke, bro, and I knew what he was saying, okay? Because I remember, (laughs) you know, I I remember reading the stories about John McKay saying that. I wasn't alive back then. But, like, I know that McKay had said that because I just know the history of football and sports. But it's like, bro, if you got to explain it, 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 then it's not a well-executed joke. So you're not a comedian. Don't do that. Not exactly contemporary comedy, but Laura, did you hear the way I pulled Woody Hayes from like the 1930s right out of my, you know, it wasn't what? 30s. It wasn't oh, 30s. Don't date right. yourself like oh, that. Okay. Well, I mean, I just I was talking earlier about becoming that was the old good. guy. I don't know that how I good. got Woody Hayes. I don't know where that came from. That was good. Woody Hayes. I, I remembered Lloyd, Sh- Lloyd uh, you know, not Lloyd, uh, uh, Bo Schembechler, but uh, I didn't remember Woody Hayes. Yes. There you go. All right. I would have one. had Woody Hayes if you didn't pull that one. Right. Out, that's true. You would have. I thought I knew you would have. Pure Ohio. Yes, exactly. All right, so one of the strangest sports stories of 2021 keeps getting stranger. Bishop Sycamore, the, quote, high school that allegedly conned its way, well, not allegedly, it did kind of con its way on a national TV, fired their coach, Roy Johnson, after some bizarre details emerged about the Ohio Bay football program. Their new head coach, Tyron Jackson, decided then that he was going to set the record straight in an interview with the local NBC affiliate in Columbus. He said... We do not offer curriculum. We are not a school. That's not what Bishop Sycamore is. And I think that's what's the biggest misconception about us. And that's our fault. And I guess Bishop (laughs) Sycamore was classified as a non-charter, non-tax-supported school by the state of Ohio last year, but it was due to a mistake in paperwork. Jackson instead described Bishop Sycamore as a, quote, post-grad football academy. Is this a big deal or no deal? Well, I will say what happened, and this is now a week or two weeks ago, where you have this IMG Academy down in Florida playing against this Sycamore whoever, and them conning their way onto television and playing nationally on ESPN. ESPN has been able to, like, wash their hands of this. Like, hey, look, you know, we got a company that we deal with. They book the games. We televise the games. Not us who's booking the games. So ESPN was able to walk away from this deal. But People started investigating, who is this guy, and what's his criminal record? And he had a warrant out for his arrest, and all these other kinds of things. And then you realize, wait a second, these young kids, they're not even in high school. A lot of these kids were already done with high school and playing junior college ball. Um, It's a big deal that they were able to get into a game of that magnitude and play on ESPN. Um, And it's a big deal that they've somehow conned everybody into into playing games against these guys. So for me, I, I was fascinated by the story. I'll call it a big deal. 
Uh, I think it's a big deal. Uh, I think there's egg on everybody's face here. Um, and it only gets worse with this news. So big deal on my end. On to the next one. All right, so here's a, a really weird one for you guys. The manager of a McDonald's franchise in Canada has revealed the story behind Grimace, the purple pal of longtime mascot Ronald McDonald, and it's wow. left a lot of people very confused. Brian Bates, who's worked for McDonald's for 10 years, casually dropped it into an interview with CBC News over the weekend. Quote, he is an enormous taste bud, but a taste bud nonetheless, Bates told the network in an unofficial explanation, adding that the character was meant to show that food tastes good. Uh, is the fact that Grimace is actually a giant taste bud a big deal or no deal? Sedano. Uh, I think it's a big deal. I never knew what the hell he was. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, the fact that we finally get this reveal, whatever no it feels did. like 50 years later or whatever the hell, um, I think is fascinating. So, uh, I've always wondered, um, whenever he popped up somewhere where I saw him, uh, I thought maybe he was some sort of blobby dinosaur thing, cartoon thing, but uh, a taste bud kind of makes more sense now. I'm going to go the opposite direction here, Lindsay, and say no deal, and here's why. Um, I had to look up the definition of the word grimace, an ugly, twisted expression on a person's face, typically expressing disgust, pain, or wry amusement. Um, okay, so that, like, if, if you're a taste bud and I grimace after biting into a Big Mac... That doesn't sound like I'm making a big smiley face. I'm, I hate to be like so overly cynical all the damn time, but I'm not really sure I'm buying that this guy knows what he's talking about. Because how could Grimace be a character at McDonald's for all these years and none of us have ever heard this before? He's just a big purple thing that hangs out with Ronald McDonald and the Hamburglar. You know, if that's the world that you want to live in, then go for it. But I'm, I believe that he's a giant taste bud, and I'm super creeped out by it. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I mean, now that I look at him, I'm looking at him here. I mean, he does kind of look like a taste bud. He looks exactly look like? like a taste bud. Yes, there's like a – you zoom in on a taste bud. There's all kind of tweets out there about to say because everyone else is dumbfounded by it too. He looks exactly like a taste bud. I don't know what's the more interesting story in the last couple of weeks. The, the taste bud grimace guy – or the McFlurry machine being investigated by the federal government. What's going on, McDonald's? Ooh, what yeah. Are... I told you they do that in pur uh, on purpose. They Trying really to stay do... in the news. No, they do it for supply and demand. I used to work at McDonald's. So mm. if they say, hey, it's not working, you're going to want to come back. Mm. I am looking at a taste bud here up close on <laughs> so Google. So am I. Yeah. He I'm looks he's round like a taste bud. Yeah. That guy should yeah. be fired. There are certain things when you work at McDonald's you just don't talk about. Right. Some things have to stay in the locker room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We're done here. That is Big Deal or No Deal. Tune in each and every day at 630. Don't forget Radio Tinder now with us because it's Lindsay's thing uh, at 530 each and every day. Uh, and we uh, obviously start here at 355 every day here on Sedano and Cap with Lindsay and Laura. And uh, big lineup here on the station now. We got Keyshawn and Jay Will and Max and... We've got Travis and Sliwa at 10 o'clock, Mason and Ireland at 1, and us here at 3.55 for whatever it is. So 9.55, actually. Everybody starts at 55. 9.55, 12.55, and uh, 3.55 for the local show. So nine hours of talk radio just for you. All right, one more segment to go. Um, I do want to get into this Raiders story. Uh, John Gruden said a thing. 
that has some people scratching their head. We'll tell you what that's all about coming up next. Stick around. Back in two and a half minutes. See to rock, go, rap to rock, go. Come on, Kaplan. I know you were it's jamming tricky. to this when you were at the University of Pittsburgh. Tricky, 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 tricky. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's my own time. It's tricky. I love this song. Did you wear Adidas back then? Um, Kind of, sort of, just to be run DMC-ish. Um, but, uh, this will take me back to like the late eighties, put me in a high school football locker room. I mean, these were the songs, man. Love this, this, uh, this era. By the way, I told you earlier, I was doing a fantasy draft. The fantasy yeah. uh, site crashed. Yeah. So, uh, I, and it's not ours is all I'll say. Mm-hmm. This is a league that I've been in for years with a friend of mine who works for another company, mm-hmm. and he is mortified that his uh, draft has crashed. But I'm at least looking forward to it because everyone else is on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast, so I still got plenty of time to draft the team. Hey, uh, George, uh, let yeah. me have 30 seconds to say to everybody listening this evening, yes, uh, a very happy and healthy New Year to those of you that are observing or celebrating. Uh, Shana Tova to everybody, yeah. to all my Hebrew yeah. brothers and sisters out there. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. I am the worst when it comes to calendaring things. So like I yes. didn't even have my Jewish holidays in my phone and I made this ridiculous commitment tonight on the second night of Rosh Hashanah. By the way, my Gentile girlfriend made this beautiful dinner last night and helped me and my family celebrate the opening night of, of the Jewish New Year. Um, I made this ridiculous commitment tonight, George, to go to see the Angels, which will be on the air here soon. The yeah. Angels play the Padres tonight down in San Diego. Yeah. Here's what I want everybody to do. Do me one favor. Tune into this game on television for a matter of moments. You will find me. That's all I'm going to say. You okay. will find me on this television broadcast. Angels Padres tonight. You'll find me in the first 30 seconds. That's all I'm saying. Now, in the what Padres broadcast or the Angels broadcast? Both. Okay. Both. What am I wearing, Lindsay? Yeah, I'm what glad are you, you asked. I'm going to be wearing a black hat. That has the name of my other life on it. It says Sided, S-I-D-E-D, Sided. It's the name of my app, nonetheless. I'll be wearing a hat that says Sided. You will not be able to miss me on the Angels or the Padres telecast. Okay, fair enough. We will absolutely do that. Uh, we will we'll be tuning in. What, is, what was that? I said Which I'm intrigued. intrigued. Oh. Yeah, I have okay. to watch. All right. I will, I will tune in just for that. I mean, yes, and, you know, I probably wasn't going to tune in yeah. to Angels Padres, but mm-hmm. now I will just yeah. out of curiosity. I know. And I'm such a I'm, listen, I feel horrible, right? Like I'm so, I am like the worst Jew of all time this year. Like, how could I be spending a second night of Russia? Well, but this is like the happy uh, holiday, right? You know, Lashana Tova, right? Thank like, you. come on. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll we'll get to next week. You were talking about that, Yom fasting. Kippur. You couldn't do this. Yom no. Kippur. Yeah. Forget about yeah. it. Yom Kippur. Yeah. I'm out, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. No, we Laura understand. wants no part of Yom Kippur. Last year, no, I educated no. Laura about Yom Kippur, and I told her, I said, look, you can't, you can't eat, you can't drink, you can't work, you can't do anything that brings you pleasure, you can't have sex, nothing. Like, I, I, just, I just threw that in there, like, as a throwaway, and Laura went, oh, hell no. Oh, really, hell no. <laughs> Yom I was Kippur. Like, oh, Laura's nothing. like, can't be Jewish, sorry. Nope. Yeah. 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 All right, let's get, let's get to a couple calls here real quick before I get to this Gruden story. Oh, we, we don't have much time. Sergio in Eagle Rock. Sergio, what up? What's, what's going on? It's kind of first time caller here. Um, I'm just calling regarding my I'm just calling regarding my UCLA. You know the guy that just called maybe like an hour ago. He seemed like he was all butt hurt, because uh, you know we're getting clipped for the first time after five years since Mora. It's the first time that we you know we have a team. We have a defensive team. We have a offensive team. 
uh, you know, we, we look great. I mean, I know it's the first two games, but I mean, it's it, I mean, we're, we're happy as, as a Bruins fan. I'm happy, and it seems like USC, you know, they're 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 arrogant. When they win, they're out there flashing their shirts. When they lose, they don't wear their their, their colors. You know, it seems like he was basically butthurt that we're we're getting publicity. That's what I'm calling for. Okay. Fair enough. Now, look, the USC fans, they crow a lot. They've won, what is it, 13 national championships? Um, I mean, they, they've got the right to crow. Like, I'm not saying they don't. They but do. uh, Right. There you go, Laura. You're a UCLA fan. But it is kind of weird how salty they are over one win just because UCLA gets the spotlight for one week. Yeah, I would say to uh, all the USC fans, I wouldn't get so crazy yet. You know, let, let, let's see what UCLA becomes. And by the way, let's see what USC becomes. We don't know. By the this way, is the early part of the season, Fresno State is good, dude. They almost beat Oregon at Oregon. Like they could beat UCLA. Like that's very possible. Wow. I mean, listen on a on a season that has started this way, George. Again, I'm still blown away by this. I thought UCLA over LSU was the biggest story of college football over the weekend. But under the radar, if you're a Pac-12 fan, UW losing to Montana Brutal. is unbelievably embarrassing. Brutal. Brutal. Washington State had a terrible loss this weekend, too, at home. I mean, the both Washington teams. All right, we're done here. So we will watch you, Kaplan, on the Angels-Padres broadcast on either one, you said. Uh, we will spot you right away. So we will make sure to keep an eye on that uh, here momentarily. Uh, Lindsay, excellent maiden voyage for you. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Right, thanks, cool. too. Laura, excellent work as always. Kaplan, excellent work. Laura, excellent work. Lindsay, excellent work. We're out of here. We'll talk to you mañana. See ya.